Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Anytime you hang on during the break, we'll get right to you. Back to the phone lines at 888 Let's kick things off with Austin hanging out in San Jose. Hey, Austin. Hey, fellas, what's up? Great conversation. Listen, uh, how about a contrast last night with Miami and uh, their organization and the Warriors? The Warriors have won four championships by a great organization, so we're not going to go there. But Miami's been consistent through the years, and the one thing I think that they do better than anybody is the players know they don't run the team. Um, whether it's Foster or and 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 the Don up in the up in the uh, the big the big office out there, Riley, they know they don't run the team and they know they can be moved anytime. The problem with the Warriors is that they've allowed the, the players to kind of run the organization. Even though Joe Laker pretends to be the guy in charge, he really isn't. I think he's really intimidated by the players. And go and, and looking at the bat, I think they probably should have moved Draymond when when the whole thing with. With pool went down, they should have moved both of them. Um, then he would have sent a message: "Hey, you know this is about winning. It's not about crap." And that's why I think they made the mistake is around the title. And then with and then with uh, Clay Thompson refusing or almost refusing to go to the bench. What, what's going on here? Is is who's running the team? I mean, it's time for Dunleavy to take control of the team and let the players know: Hey, this is about winning. If you don't perform, you, you, you're going to be out of here, guys. That, that's my thought. Happy New Year. Appreciate you. I would I would agree with you wholeheartedly. It's you're obligated to hear your veteran players. You're paying them a ton. They have a seat at the table. You're you're obligated to hear their voices. You're not obligated to listen to them. And there's a major difference. And I think he hit on something that's totally right on the money. They tiptoe around their star players. Kerr does. I mean, Kerr definitely does. My God, my goodness, he's he refuses to even acknowledge that there's been any slippage in Clay Thompson's game. He, they have not had those hard conversations that need to be had. And um, Lakeup, you know, I wasn't sure what kind of owner he would be. If he would be the kind of owner that would, um, you know, be kind of cold and calculating and move on from guys, or if he would you know, have that kind of soft spot for them. And I don't know if you want to call it a soft spot or if it's a calculated business uh, decision because he feels like moving off of the big three changes them from just from a iconic dynastic type team uh, that has greater interest in sellability to just another team that's in the West competing for a bottom seed. You know what I mean? I mean, if you have Clay, Clay and Draymond and Steph, you still have the face of a dynasty. And, you know, maybe there's something that goes along with that. But I agree with the caller wholeheartedly. It seems like 
that they don't just hear their players, but they listen to their players. And not in all situations. I mean, heck, if they listen to their players strictly, they would have had Avery Bradley yeah. and not CP3 or CP2. Uh, GP2, I should GP2. say. Um, but and, instead, and their Bradley players Bradley Beal, wanted, I think they wanted at one point. Yeah, so they don't. They haven't always listened to their players. I think they do, you know, it's not, it's not totally the way he described it, but I don't think there's any doubt that Kerr has coached this thing like, hey, man, I don't want to get stank guy from Clay. Hey, man, I don't want to up. I don't want. Steve wants to keep everything on the rails and keep the keep the train moving. But there need to be some harsh, real conversations had and some real adjustments made and probably a transaction or two. And. It may not. It may not be comfortable for everybody, and it may not be what Steph or Clay or Draymond wants. And um, I, I agree with the caller. I think the, you know lawyers ought to be real strong and independent of their own players and map this thing out for the good of the franchise. Yeah, the caller was spot on when he talks about the Miami Heat. You know, Jimmy Butler talked about this. You know, he'd been well traveled, Minnesota, Chicago, and. It, it just didn't work out in Philadelphia briefly. And then he said he went to Miami, and it was almost like a collegiate experience. Like, you know that Riley is running things. You know exactly. They literally have to take a physical. Like, you've got to run and hit certain times, and it's not easy just to go to camp. Like, you work out, and you work out hard. It is very almost collegiate-esque. And Miami is, if you look at them... They've had great stability, too. I mean, Spolster's been there for... Almost 20 years. Eastern Conference Finals last year. I mean, it's a team that, you know, sometimes doesn't have the best talent, but there is, you know, there's certainly a distinct personality about that team. And as it relates to the Warriors and Steve Kerr, let me just throw this out at you. Does Steve Kerr, because his contract, is is he insulated with these guys thinking, you know what, I'm going down with these guys. This isn't about passing the torch and thinking about tomorrow. No, I'm, I'm ensconced with Clay, Steph, and Draymond. We came into this together and we're going to go out together. Is he thinking just, you know, that, that he's one of them, essentially? I don't know. I mean, I you know, I, I talked to Steve uh, sitting in for somebody here in the last year, and I asked him about his future, and he, he painted a picture where he loves coaching. He loves coaching this team. He loves being in this market, and he could see himself doing this for years to come. And yet, I don't know. It's a, there's a weird vibe about it. Is he towards? Is he at the end? Are they? You know, I'll say this: There's a huge portion of the fan base that is now kind of, for the first time, kind of openly complaining about Steve, despite the fact that he's delivered the franchise four championships. Now, some people would say, ah, they don't appreciate Kerr. Other people would say that Kerr hasn't adjusted well um, as his team has evolved, as his rotation evolved i mean he he seems like he wants to coach these guys but three years ago and clay thompson's not that player anymore and wiggins doesn't look like the player that he was in the in the finals against the celtics so and draymond you know can't even get on the floor and stay on the floor um and they've got some young up-and-coming players that would really benefit from some consistent time you know how you know, Jaime Jaquez gets 33 minutes a game? I'd like to see Moses Moody get close to that. I'd like to see uh, Jonathan Kuminga get close to that. I'd like to see Pajemski and Trace Jackson Davis get some more run. Um, and they're kind of blocked by 
guys who, I mean, I don't, I don't know Andrew Wiggins, but he just seems like he's just kind of cruising. He's an 11-year vet who had one all-star season. He's made $200 million, and he just kind of seems like, eh, I'm kind of cruising, cruising along. Um, but I, I don't get Steve's rotation, and I do, it feels like he decides on his rotation before the game. Why do I say that? At halftime last night, TJD, Moody, CP3, and Wiggins were the only players in the plus, on the plus-minus. And... Moody, who had played, played. I think he played, what, five minutes in the second quarter, 13 minutes overall, didn't play at all in the third quarter, and then gets at eight minutes, the, the rest of the minutes, the eight minutes in the fourth. Played good in the second, good in the fourth, didn't play in the third, and that's when the game was lost. And it's like, so I don't, if, I, if you're Moses, how, how are you supposed to get any flow in that situation? He still had double figures. He still scored 11 points in third. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts minutes he was plus 10 it's like it's almost like okay i've got i've got to go back to these guys otherwise clay's going to give me the evil eye or wiggins is going to be unhappy and it just uh, there's weird it's a weird vibe right now they've got they've it seems like a really difficult nightly chore for kerr to play the right rotation and there's a lot of players that are very similar and it's hard to gauge who's the right the right combination i think he's struggling with it 888-957-9570. Off to Dublin. Let's hear from Rob. Rob, what's on your mind? Welcome to the show. Hey, good afternoon, fellas. Hey, man, I just want to say, <clears throat> these guys are professionals. I got it. They make a lot of money. But, bro, that's the coach. The coach say you on the bench, you on the bench. You on the bench for a reason, because these cats is balling. They need to start TJD. They need to start uh, Moody. Kaminga, these guys all need to get running. Just like you said, how can you get flow if you you hit four minutes in the first half, seven in the second half? You're not getting no flow in the game. Come on, man. We got to change into the guard. Let these cats get their little run in every five, ten minutes. But put the ballers in. It's going to All right, Rob. Thanks so much. Are we Missed at that point? That. Are we at the point where you just you sit Wiggins? You sit Clay Thompson? Is that what we're referring to? Because, you know, there's – a lot of this is just conjecture, but if we're to make serious changes, are we saying that, okay, we're at the point, because Pajepski's getting run, TJD, I think they're, as much as, yeah, I'd like to see him replace uh, Looney, but I think he's he's coming along as you'd like to see. Now, they're a little late to the party, because I'm with you, I think he should have started from, from Jump Street, but are we at the point now where we're saying, okay, Kaminga 
as well as Moody, are replacing Clay Thompson and Andrew Wiggins. These guys, the younger guys, Moody and Kuminga, are ready to play more minutes. There's no doubt they're ready to play more minutes. Is Steve ready to have them play more minutes is the main question. I'll say one other thing I want to credit Miami on last night. I thought Miami under Spolstra, he's a great coach, man. He really is. They knew exactly when throughout the different runs in this game to go to, you know, kind of switch back and forth between their zones and their man-to-man concepts. And I just thought the timing of when they went to man-to-man, when they decided to go to a zone was just so, so right on. I just feel like Spolster is just in such lockstep with his team. So, I mean, I mean, Steve's right. They got outplayed. They got outcoached. Yes, they did. Why is it that last? Because everybody plays a zone and does the same thing, but it seemed like last night when Spo went to a zone, like you noticed it. You're like, holy crap, how do you break this zone? Everybody plays a zone, but for some reason, their zone was so difficult. You know, it looked as though, and they were, I don't know, were they two, three, a, a triangle in one? But it, it looked as though, how do you break this code? They they do things a little differently, which is sort of rare in what is a homogenous league where everybody is sort of similar to everybody else. Back to the phone lines. Let's get out to Berkeley. Doug joins the conversation. What's up, Doug? Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Good afternoon. Thanks for taking the call. How you doing? Doing great, man. How are you? Um, I'm doing really well. I got the day off. I'm doing really well. <laughs> um, uh, what I want to say is... Uh, you know, you, you just mentioned, or you just mentioned about, um, Moses Moody, you know, and he's in, he's out, you know, he's playing well, then he doesn't play the third quarter, you know, it's really hard. Now you know how Jordan Poole feels. Okay. Uh, Kerr's a great coach. Um, he plays veterans really well. He historically, in my view, has had a hard time. He, he doesn't develop rookies well he doesn't develop young players well he's doing a little bit better job this year he did a horrible job the last two years um and it's a problem it's an it's a a tougher problem now because he's got a lot of young guys who are good and might be great uh, but he's got too many of them almost um and you know with the old guys you know the the big three uh still demanding time stuff still deserving all the time uh it's a tough spot but but he historically he just it's not his forte it's not Kerr's forte and i think maybe that's why he's not got a contract this year because i don't think he knows exactly what's what's going on but kaminga's complaining recently this is the last thing i'm going to say kaminga's complaining recently uh, and i don't I'm not harsh on anybody, but, but young man, you're 20 years old. You have a, a possibly a 15 year, very good to excellent future in this league. When you're on the bench, sit down, shut up, observe and learn. Because if you do that, in addition to your natural talents, you're going to be great. I know that was a lot, but, uh, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of players on this team that uh, need more time. It's hard to get them more time and, and Kerr's not doing the best job uh, of, of, of figuring out which time to put him in and which time not to. And you can see why some are disgruntled and you see why Jordan Poole's probably smiling right now. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks, Doug. I'd say this, that I do think Pajemski's getting an opportunity to play. 
I think TJD is also getting some run. Now I'm with you. I think they're a little late to the party, but better late than never, as they like to say. Yeah, I mean, it's for TJD, this is a recent development, but you're right. TJDs look good, and he had a double-double last night. I mean, he's, he, he to me, he should be starting over. Late. I agree. But when it comes to Jonathan Kaminga, I just have to stop there. Because when you look at Andrew Wiggins, what he did against Denver, and he played really well. So it's the fourth quarter, and again, I'm seeing Kaminga regress with the six turnovers. He was minus 26 overall. Am I going to play him in the fourth quarter after he was so bad the first three and not stay with Andrew Wiggins, who was so good last time out? I mean, is there? Can you see Kerr's logic? And I just think of it. Look, I look at it this way: it's easier for young players. I think. I think it's easier for veteran players to come off the bench in all sports, uh, but in basketball as well, it's easier for veterans to, you know, come off the bench bench and blend in than it is for a rookie. And the Warriors are starting their veterans and they're bringing their rookies off the bench. And, you know, it's hard to say, okay, you're going to get a brief stint, make it happen now. Uh, veterans seem like they're way more ideally suited for that. So I personally, I would just like to see, I mean, I don't, they don't need to play all their kids all the time or anything, but as I said, I'd like to see Clay and, and Steph and, and Chris Paul on the floor together. But I like to see Kuminga and TJD, especially on a team that lacks size and athleticism in the front court, play your size in athleticism. And Kuminga has, you know, plays bigger than he is. He's a six eight player who plays like six ten. He's got long arms, he can block shots, he can rebound the ball, and TJD gets off the floor and can and knows how to play. So I think he, you know, I would play, I would definitely want to see Kuminga and TJD getting front court minutes. And I'd like, love to see them make a move to get a little bigger. I mean, that's the other thing. Some nights they just get outsized. Um, and if you're, that's fine if you can shoot the basketball. But when you're 24th in the league in field goal percentage and you're shooting 46% as a team and you're, in, and you're small, real small at times with Steph and CP, uh, CP3, um, Come on. I mean, at that point, <laughs> you you got to have some more size than they have. They just have a lot of smaller players. So, you know, they've, they've, de- they've started to play Trace Jackson Davis, and it's been a positive thing. I just would love to see the young players, and Moody's one of them, know what they're going to get, role, what their role is night after night after night. There's kind of a chaotic feel to Steve's rotation, and... Um, you know, and I don't. I'm not sure exactly what the solution is, other than you may want to make a major move uh, and and shake up this roster a little bit. It doesn't seem like the kind of roster. You know, we're 30 games in, 31 games in. Right now, do they seem like a title contender to you, or do they seem like a a team that's going to be the back end of the playoffs, or maybe even on the outside looking in? They don't. To me, they don't seem like a like a title contender. So I would shake it up. It's hard to know exactly what's out there move-wise, but I think they badly need something major and relatively quick to happen to kind of shake up their whole vibe because they last night was bad. I mean, that was an embarrassing loss. The Heat were down three major players, and you get run off your home floor. I mean, that's, that's, that's a bad look. Trace Jackson Davis, I'm with you. He has to play. He is, to your point, how this is a small team, he's your best rim protector. And that's not a take. That's just, I think Steve Kerr, if he was sitting next to us right now, he'd say, yeah, he's my best rim protector right now. That's not what Kevon Looney does. So he's got to get minutes. Brandon Pajemski, I think, is, you know, he's getting his minutes. Again, when it comes to Kaminga 
And when it comes to the Moody thing, I can't understand. The only thing I would say, maybe, you know, Moses, if you're, if you're listening, maybe you, you take a page from the script of Jonathan Kaminga and you, you know, you complain a little bit more. I think he's got a little, he's got a little Kavon Looney in him. He's sort of a nice guy. Nice guys, you know what they say. He just gets sort of like, well, I know he's not going to complain. And he just sort of gets passed over. And That's forgotten. so right on. That's so on the money. It's unbelievable. You're totally right. His, the first year, you're like, hey, it's kind of refreshing. He's a rookie. He's respectful. He's just going to take any role they want to give him, and he's fine with it. And he'll just do the best. But now you get the feeling that his easygoing personality has just made it easier for Kerr to leave him on the bench. Where other guys are, you know, if he leaves Clay on the bench, Clay's probably going to tell him about it, you know, you know and he's going to hear about it. And it's, there's going to be some upheaval. I think there maybe needs to be a little upheaval here. I think a little upheaval for the Warriors right about now would be a very, very good thing. And I'm I'm not sure what that upheaval includes, but it has to be something major. It has to be, you know, I don't know if it's if it's uh, if it's move if it's having Kerr move on, kick him up upstairs. If it's trade Wiggins, if it's trade Draymond, if it's trade Chris Paul, if it's tra- you know. Um, Kaminga, Moody. I don't want to move Kaminga or Moody, but because I don't think you're going to get good enough value for them right now. But this team needs a major shakeup, um, or you know, get ready for just a really long season of just thorough mediocrity, where they're going to win forty to forty-two, maybe in that range, and and uh, struggle to make the playoffs. I mean, is that what they want? Is that what they want in the in the twilight years of Steph's career? I'm with you. I think something's coming. It's sort of like that scene in Jurassic Park where T-Rex makes its first appearance and they see the water in the car and it's jiggling. You just know something's coming. I think last night was sort of the indicator. It's coming. And what that is... I hear the steps. It's not going to be small. It's going to be T-Rex-esque. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. 
So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. <laughs> Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.